Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, uh, joined by Justin Wells. We're up early on a Sunday morning uh, trying to bring you some news for the Longhorns for the day. I uh, got some stuff breaking uh, as well, some stuff that we're covering uh, for the upcoming week as well. Uh, Justin, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm doing well, brother. How about yourself? I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it. Yeah. Hey, uh, yesterday I wrote a piece about the four guys we believe uh, Steve Sarkeesian has narrowed in on at the wide receivers coaching position, uh, Adam Henry, offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach at the University of Indiana. He's a Beaumont native. Joel Falani, the wide receivers coach at Washington State uh, from uh, Arizona originally, but played at Texas Tech. Uh, Chris Jackson, uh, a modern day grad, played at Orange Coast Community College uh, and then uh, went to school up at uh, Washington State and played with Ryan Leaf on those teams before playing five years in the NFL. He's currently the Jacksonville Jaguars coach. And then Dallas Baker, a Florida native, who uh, is uh, currently the receivers coach at Florida. A uh, little bit of breaking news right now. I believe, uh, this is me actually reporting, I believe that Chris Jackson of the Jaguars is currently the leader for that role. Uh, the Jaguars won last night, and so they actually have another round uh, here in the playoffs. So we'll see how that uh, adjusts the time schedule. Uh, we had heard that uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian wanted to make his decision by Wednesday of this week. Uh, so if our announces decision by Wednesday of this week, I, I doubt he does that if Chris Jackson is actually the, the guy that gets the job. But Chris Jackson, wide receivers coach out of Jacksonville, uh, we believe the, the odds on favorite to land the job at this point. Uh, Joel Filani, Adam Henry, and Dallas Baker, the others. Uh, Justin, the basketball team uh, last night narrowly squeaked one out, 72-70. to 70. Uh, It was a hard-fought win. Uh, these are the cardiac horns. Uh, they come back from a nine-point halftime deficit, another big halftime deficit that they erase in the second half. They hang on to win against Texas Tech. What would you think of the game last night? I think we can establish that Texas basketball is a second-half team. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of what we're getting from that right now. Um, like I talk about often, Big 12 playing basketball is a roller coaster. You take it game to game. You don't look ahead too far. Um, you get through this gauntlet of teams, you're going to be as prepared as any for, for March. But, you know – Texas Tech, you know, it's funny. There wasn't – it didn't feel like there was much hatred coming from the Red Raiders this time as there was last year. It felt like it was very personal last year. And, and they made – and I think they played up to that level. We didn't see that. Uh, they're 0-5, Bobby, in Big 12 play, which is very surprising. Um, you know, they're, they're having some issues with, with Mark Adams and that group. They're, 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 not on the, they're not on the right page, but they're still playing – decent basketball that's the thing you have to remember about this conference they're still a good team they still have talent um it, i liked it you know timmy allen was the was the, i think the catalyst he they, they did a lot more iso they did a lot more you know with him in the paint one-on-one and he kind of he got he got hot in the second half marcus carr i thought hit some big shots uh serge jabari rice that's right now that's the kid that i man his shot fake is is starting to to build up legend, and, and and you know the only way to make a shot fake work, you gotta make the shot. 
You got to be a shooter. And and Rice pulls that off. His complete game has been probably the biggest surprise for me for the basketball team this season. Another big win. You 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 stack as many as you possibly can in Big Twelve play. They knock Tech off. That's big. Uh, they'll, they'll 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 gear up for two more next week. And so you just gotta keep take. It's like a fifteen round fight, Bobby. You just gotta keep swinging punches round after round. And hey, this is good for the resume. You you build that up, and it keeps them one game back in in, in pace with the Big Twelve in the standings. You you keep that little pace there. I think that's exactly what this team needs. Yep, Brock Cunningham hit another big three. You mentioned Huge. Rice. Rice was big behind the free throw line. Marcus Carr led scoring. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting uh, overall. Rice was probably the least heralded of the incoming transfers. Uh, yeah. The young man from uh, Houston uh, out of New Mexico State. But it was uh, interesting to hear the announcers kind of harp last night on the fact that Rice has been to three NCAA tournaments while at New Mexico State. Uh, he kind of showed that on the free throw line. I think at the end of the game, they went. Uh, he went six of seven or seven of eight. Yeah. Uh, he missed the very the, last one. Yeah, missed the very last good. one that put the game in peril. Uh, but before then, he was absolutely nails and uh, really helped Texas keep that lead uh, in a position of uh, a strength. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, another another win. They're four and one now in conference. Uh, if Texas can somehow get just. Keep winning. Uh, Rodney Terry's guys and, and and guys like Marcus Carr, Christian Bishop, Dylan DeSue, uh, Brock Cunningham on the interior keep getting positive minutes. Uh, Texas could be uh, – I don't know if they're going to be a Final Four team like some projected in the in the uh, preseason. They need more out of Tyrese Hunter if that's going to happen, uh, but still a very, very good basketball team. What's more, uh, recruit Ron Holland uh, out of Duncanville was Sorry. on – yeah, signee was on the floor last night uh, at the game, uh, and many feel that was him showing support for Rodney Terry uh, as well. So that's something to to watch as we go forward as well. Um, all right, let's go to the portal. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. We know uh, Texas has been relatively quiet in the last week, Justin. What do you contribute that to after the commitment of Jalen Catalan? We just haven't heard that much. Uh, from Texas in the portal at this point in uh, recruiting? Bobby, I think it's just because Sark and the staff are being judicious with their, their portal takes. They're, they're making sure that these are guys – I think they have guys that they, they want. I think they're, they, have their, they have identified a handful of kids that if they potentially enter the portal, those will be – that will be who they pursue. They're just not there yet. And, and sometimes that's, that's – when you have these different windows, uh, you know, before spring, post-spring – um, sometimes you have to just, it, it, it doesn't go as fast as a fan might like, and it, 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 it's similar to recruiting, except you don't necessarily know the recruit as well. <laughs> you, you don't know the, the, the backstory as well, because there's, there's, there's different rules and regulations when it comes to this stuff. But Bobby, I, it, this staff has been so good about finding mental evals, good, fits for the program you know you can't get a better fit than Jalen Catalan you know guys like that and so I, you know I have you know family and friends ask me all the time what's going on with the portal you just have to be patient it's it's I know it sounds like a cliche but it there's nothing going to be forced here these are these this is a roster change they're always constantly trying to churn the bottom of it and they're always going to try to bring in guys we know they want another wide receiver we know that they potentially 
they knocked out the safety position. We know that they could potentially want a tailback. They know that we know that they potentially want um, another interior de- defensive lineman or an or edge rather definitely needed, you know, an, a veteran edge. And so just give it some time. I, I, I think this is a good sign. You, you see a lot of schools offering a lot of kids that hit the portal. Texas doesn't really do that. I think they're very cautious and pragmatic about this, this process and they don't just bring anybody in. They're looking for specific guys that fit a specific role. And, and I think if you're going to deal with the portal the way Texas does, I feel like that's probably the best method of going about it. Two things have occurred, in my opinion, from a year ago that, that has changed their uh, take on it. One, they have the luxury of being judicious more so this year, having recruited well a year ago and brought a number of guys into the program. No question. So they don't have to take the Ajay Hall or Jaleel Billingsley's to try to fill out the numbers because they're worried about actually having enough guys, right? Yeah. That, that's number one. Number, number two is um, I think that you're not necessarily going to see them go after a running back in the spring or right, right now in the winter portal period. Right. After they see what they have exactly with Cedric Baxter and Trey Wisner. Yeah. Right. Because that, that could uh, change things as far as edge is concerned. It may just be that they can't find anybody that they really like because that there are not, that, that is a, uh, a position that is few and far between uh, in the portal. And like you, I agree from what I hear, there are guys that are thought to be going into the portal, not expected, but thought to be going into the portal uh, at receiver that Texas wants to wait on. Right. We'll see if those guys transpire. And that's really where it's at um, as of right now. Uh, Another recruiting uh, topic for you, Justin, big recruiting weekend coming up next weekend. Uh, there was actually a recruit that Texas has offered on campus uh, over the weekend. I want to talk to you about that as well. Uh, but let's start with a trip you made on Friday night up to uh, Lake Belton uh, to watch uh, Micah Hudson, uh, maybe the state's number one prospect next year, uh, at a wide receiver, as well as his teammate that kind of surprised just about everybody, Selman Bridges, a six foot four cornerback. Give us uh, your take on those two guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, um, I, I like to call Friday evening excellent timing when you show up to, to a school just a couple hours after Steve Sarkeesian shows up and offers a kid. Uh, I saw Selman Bridges during the season last year, and he always had my attention because he was, like you said, a six foot four corner, and you always have to kind of worry, wonder about that. At the game I was at, TCU was there, and they love him. They've been recruiting him since last spring. And, and, and that, that, you know, they're good at the, the early evals. And Bobby, he, he moves so well for his, for his, he's very light on his feet. There's no stiffness there. Uh, the basketball skills certainly translate, but it was good to catch up with Selman Bridges, the new offer. Uh, posted some stuff on him last uh, at Inside Texas on Saturday night. Uh, just kind of him, him just kind of reviewing his the offer. He was, he was overwhelmed, really. Sark did it in person. It, it meant a lot. This is a kid that he's one of the, the top 100 kids on, on three's rankings. Bobby, we just 
we don't hear a lot about him because he, I think he's one that's going to catch a lot of uh, because he's the teammate of Micah Hudson. Well, that too, but I mean, I'm telling you, he can move for six four. Oklahoma offered about an hour after Texas did on Friday evening. Like this kid can he can slide for for, for his size. Um, but the the creme de la creme was Micah Hudson, and I I don't, I don't ever get tired of seeing that guy. And we know he's a great athlete. We know he's a great player. I guess I didn't expect to see this explosiveness from him. Bobby, he's barely six foot. He's a solid 190, 195, though. Like, this guy is built. But he comes off the floor. He did a pair of dunks. One was a windmill that he just explodes off the floor with effort, zero effort. It's beautiful. And I think there were there a were, um, handful of coaches that were on the scene to watch him. Justin Johnson, the new wide receiver coach from Texas Tech. Garrett Rich, uh, Garrett McGuire, the new wide receiver coach from Nebraska. A couple other uh, staffers from Tech were, were in the building on Friday night as well. They're in the mix. That Texas Tech has done a great job re- recruiting Micah Hudson. If there's a lot of overlap from guys he built relationships with at Baylor that are now at Texas Tech. Um UT is is definitely one of the schools that stands out. And then Ohio State's the other school that he mentioned that that, that really stands out. With Hudson, um, you know, I'd asked him, this, you know, Texas is the one place without a wide receiver coach. Does that really affect where you're at right now? And he said it doesn't at all. He said because he never really got that close to Brennan Marion for whatever reason. He said he's gotten a lot closer to, to Steve Sarkeesian uh, and, and to Brandon Harris. And to Jeff Banks to a, a lighter extent. And so to me, I, I like that. You know, it, it's one of those things where Texas is, is, is they're going big, they're going all hands on deck with this one, regardless of, of who and when a wide receiver coach is named. With, with Micah Hudson, he told me that's kind of what stands out with Ohio State and Texas Tech. He doesn't just hear from the wide receiver coach, he gets a text from the tech defensive coordinator. He'll get a text from the O line coach at Ohio State. He'll get a text from a DB coach at at tech and so it's one of those things where texas is going to go all hands on deck recruitment you have to for a kid like him he's so freaking explosive he had another double double he is a rebounding machine he gets on the block bobby boxes out you don't get around him that's the thing i i think the one thing i wasn't expecting i know he's explosive how strong he is his hands and his just body he's filled out and to a certain extent i mean he's just he's thick and he's incredibly a lot of ball skills there, and so it was a good, it was a good night. It was a great game. Colleen Chaparral, this is a first year on varsity having a varsity basketball team. They had some incredible players. Jeremiah Smith is a kid that needs to be on recruiting rosters. He went for forty one. Um, he was incredible. It was a great night, great game, lots of fun uh, highlights, uh, and that's the that's why I love going to watch these kids play basketball because Micah Hudson showed a whole other side of athleticism. And then Selman Bridges showed why he's called Buckets. I mean, he's a great 6'4 guard, a good little shot, soft jump shot. Um, they got some talent at Lake Belton. <laughs> hey, uh, Micah Hudson, ranked number five overall in the country as a prospect by the on three consensus. Uh, clearly a, a top-rated player. And, and Justin, uh, you think that uh, Ohio State, Texas Tech, Texas – those, Those are the three. Teams. He's going to drop a top schools list probably in the next month, he told me. Okay. And right now, Texas will be on it. Texas Tech will be on it. Ohio State will be on it. Those are kind of the three that are standing out to him right now. But I wouldn't say he has a leader. 
I'd actually say he's pretty open. He is going to – he's really smart about the process, Bobby. He's going to take his time. I don't see anything rushed there. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to a guy that was on campus yesterday, uh, another wide receiver that has a Texas offer, and that's from uh, Lucas Lovejoy, wide receiver Parker Livingstone. Uh, Justin, you talked to, to Parker yes, or last night. What did he have to say about his uh, visit and uh, where he's at in the recruiting process? You know, with, with, with Parker – it's, you know, once Texas offered, you know, they'd been kind of, they'd been building a great relationship regardless. I know that they noticed Livingstone covering Kyle Parker in his incredible senior year. Livingstone's a kid that, uh, he you know, he, he came into high school as probably more of a, a baseball prospect and, and and like his older brother. And he made a decision to, to focus on football. He thought it'd be easier to get a scholarship and be a, a better path uh, in, in college athletics. And it's, it's, it's already paying off. For the last year since he's done that, he, he has reinvested in himself. He's 6'3", possibly almost 6'4", about 180, 190. Um, great junior season. He has great film. He's one of those kids that, um, you know, Texas, they're, they're going to they're gonna be cautious with their with the receiver takes in 2024, that, but they're going to need at least two or three to jump in. And, and I don't I don't know where Parker fits in just yet. I think this this class has yet to define itself. They doesn't have an identity yet. But I do think Livingstone is a kid that the Texas loves. Sark has been building a relationship with him for a, a solid six months now. Um, he loved it. He thought the facilities were great. He thought the, the atmosphere was great. Um, it was it was cool for him because Bobby he didn't have to share the space. Rather, if he would have came the next weekend for Junior Day, you know you're you're literally in the in the cattle call with, with all those guys at once, and you might see Sark for ten or fifteen minutes. Parker and his family wanted some one on one time. They wanted to, to, and I thought that was smart to come down a weekend early and, and to knock that out. He he, he thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Coach Sart assured him that they would have a receivers coach named soon. Parker isn't worried about that whatsoever. You got Arkansas, you got Ole Miss, uh, you got some of those SEC schools in the mix. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where this comes out. I think Texas is in a great position. I think it's going to come down to how hard they push over the next you know few months. I think Parker's wanting to do a summer uh, decision, but you know with kids a lot a lot of times these days that they're looking for their spot. And Parker's a smart kid, too. He understands the process. And so at the end of the day, Texas, he got to hang out with Sark. He got to hang out. His family got to hang out and, and enjoy kind of an unofficial visit. And, and, and that's that's what you do. You stay close to the guys that you're on. And, and they think they think highly of him, uh, Bobby. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, looking at, at, at Tim, and he's that one of those taller wide receivers that would be uh, more in the role of what they probably pictured uh, – Isaiah Nayor doing and or uh, and or Casey Kane. Uh, so we'll see how it, how it rolls out for Parker Livingstone. But it, the uh, I'm looking at the on three database and the uh, RPM pick and it shows Texas as the leader at this point. Uh, you feel that way? Absolutely. Like if, if, if t- I feel like if Texas pushed just a little bit. He might jump in the in, in the bunch early. He's one that we're we're definitely monitoring. Got it. Um, you know the Longhorns uh, right now they, they picked up another commitment earlier this week uh, in, for the class of 2024 with Trey Owens, uh, and also have two other commitments in Hutter Mata, uh, a wide receiver, uh, defensive back out of Clear Lake in Houston, 
for the class of 2024. And then uh, B.J. Allen's little brother, Jaden, another wide receiver, defensive back uh, out of uh, Alito. Uh, anything else on the horizon that you think could pop soon? Or are we going to wait really this coming weekend uh, for the big uh, junior day of January 21st? I'm a big fan of Trey Owens. I I, I like that kid. I, I think he's got a whip. I think he's a perfect post-arch take. Um, I'm a big fan of Trey. Uh, right now, I think it, it's probably a little bit settled. I say that and something could pop. That's usually how that works. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we might see some movement next weekend on Junior Day. We're gonna. There's always the post-visit high. There's always a few guys that that come off those out of those visits and trips that. You know, they start feeling the school pretty quickly. And we're getting into that that new class smell. And so it, it's it's going to be fun and new for a lot of these guys. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm not real sure. There, there's a handful of guys that they've got to beat on right now. Uh, nothing would surprise me. But I think we'll see more movement uh, closer to junior day just because yeah. the list is growing. We've got that at InsideTexas.com. Come see us. Refresh about every 10 or 15 minutes. That's the only way to do it. Um We'll have a, that list is growing, Bobby, with Jared Gibson, with Micah Hudson, you know, uh, you know, Michael Unis is a maybe. It's it's one of those that um, it, it's it's the beginning of this cycle, essentially. Even though they start doing this years and ahead ahead of time, I think that's kind of the direction we're going right now.